KRCL, Salt Lake City. Rashawn, we're live. <laughs> oh, are we? Hey, y'all. I'm Rashawn Leak, and this is Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. Thanks for tuning in here this cold, cold, snowy Tuesday night, y'all. So coming up on the show, we're going to help you tackle one of those not just New Year's resolutions, but maybe a life resolution, eat better, cut back on that sugar. Radioactive's annual Sugar-Free February Challenge gets started early, so you can join me. That's right, I'm doing it, y'all. And Radioactive's own Laura Jones. And are you ready with uh, Dr. Mike Jaffe? Yes. I, do you realize this means no liquor? Uh, no, that's a <laughs> lie, because uh, I, I'm just going to have to grow some shine in the backyard. <laughs> Uh, just adding it to the list. You know right? what? I'm a, we're, I'm, I'm joining uh, the ministry. Where, where is it? I, I got some other things I need to put in my body. Oh, the divine assembly. <laughs> the divine assembly. Well, go, you know, go foraging for those uh, yeah. psilocybin. Well, everyone makes resolutions at the first of the year, and we try and uh, do this sugar-free February thing with Dr. Jaffe. So we're gonna dig into it. I have told him though he must come with. Smoothie recipes. Oh, I like because that. Because you gotta like you that. gotta fill up somehow. He gotta have me eating my chapstick, Laura. <laughs> I think there's sugar in there, so no. Oh, damn. Cherry chapstick? You bet there's uh, some sort of sugar. Yeah, I'm gonna have to okay. find Also on the show, we're gonna talk little Satchmo, Black yep, Bone yep. Brilliant Crew is here. Holla. Annabelle Scheinberg, Planned Parenthood, is here, and she's got a legislative alert she needs to I'm add. I'm excited. As well as talk about this zine launch. I know. Um, that shares real women in Utah, their abortion stories. That's coming up on, on Thursday. But um, we need to do some rounds Mayor Mendenhall. Yeah, let me let me get rid of our, our theme music here so we can go to this clip. But as I'm you may have heard. I'm interested, Laura. I'm interested. Yeah? As you may have heard, the city finally got word from the Larry H. Miller Group that um, owns the bees, that they're going to go to daybreak out mm-hmm. in the southwest end of the valley, going to build a new stadium. They've got some private money, which I was glad to hear that part of private it. Money private money is nice, yeah. yeah. So uh, the, the, the ballpark over on 13 South and West Temple, what do we do with it, right? What did she say, 13, 13 point 13, something acres? Yeah, 13 plus acres. And here's some comments from a press conference she held today at the ballpark. I know that our residents and our local business owners are going to have questions and concerns, and I want you to know that your city's going to be with you at every step of the way. And this week, staff from my office and from the economic development team will be fanning out in the neighborhood to talk to business owners and residents um, about what's happening, listen to their concerns, and help let them know what the plan is at this point moving forward and how they can be a part of it. Again, you can visit Ballpark Next for details on how that's unfolding. Uh, My promise to the neighborhood is this, this site will not become an empty pit or a public safety risk. As I said, we have been waiting to pull the trigger on investment that is transformational for this neighborhood for three years. This decision hits go. We are ready and we want to know your big ideas of what you want to see here next. Of course, those ideas need to be informed, as you'll see on the website, by the intensive community planning efforts that have already happened around the ballpark station area plan, which was approved by the council just a few months ago, and the State Street project area plan done by the RDA just a couple of years ago, both of which were intense community input around the values and the priorities the community wants to see. What I hope you'll take away from today is my confidence, is our confidence, 
that this will be transformationally good for the ballpark neighborhood and that Salt Lake City is ready to act. Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall speaking, oops, sorry, speaking earlier today uh, on the news that the uh, the bees are moving to South Jordanish area. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dissect a couple things she said. All right, remember one, we got a whole show. Okay, I, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll dissect one. One, the fact that she said ready to act makes me think that this is all tongue in cheek about wanting to hear from the public. Now I don't have a problem. You know, I do have a problem with that, but I but there's only so much we can do. But that's mm-hmm. it almost feels like the same message that you dot said letting the neighbors come we in. We want to hear what you said. Yeah, we want to hear what you said, although we already know that we're putting yeah. in 20 plus 20 plus yeah. lanes. So it's like Okay, but here's interesting. Okay, give it to me, Laura. She's up for re-election. She is. Former Salt Lake City Mayor Rocky Anderson is always already throwing. Ain't nobody paying attention to Rocky. <laughs> Like Rocky, you but had your chance. W- this is a huge opportunity, just like the uh, whatever. Let's just put aside how the land okay. under the prison has come to be redeveloped, yeah. right? Affordable but much housing. like that, this is an opportunity right in the heart of of the city to yeah. remake an area that's had some significant challenges of late. She's already promised to put a library there. Mm-hmm. She's been working, and I didn't have time for all of this, but I'll put in the show notes a link to her press conference. It's already out there on YouTube. Um, you know, the, the RDA, Redevelopment Agency yep. money that's already being th- squirreled away for that area. And also some county money for infrastructure. Now you got 13 plus acres. Mm-hmm. And the thing I did like what she had to say, because this has always been my complaint about All that right. ballpark. There's lots of nice grass in there that nobody gets to nobody walk on. Nobody gets to walk on. Yeah. And the school, I mean, like, I, I would love to see, like, maybe some kind of park. You know, we have the Challenger School that's right, right there. there. I would love to see a library. I would love to see affordable housing. I would mm-hmm. love, and not just affordable, affordable housing, like that's not rent affordable. Affordable housing that our neighbors can actually buy yeah. and get generational wealth started. Like there's yeah. things I would love to see. But NeighborWorks should yeah. have a seat at this table. Yes, they think? should. Marie yes, Garcia's they should. I think we have another yeah. show lined up, right. Laura. Okay, so we'll be working on that and following it and trying to get the mayor in here to have a conversation about that. Okay, so still to come, sugar-free February, still to come, Planned Parenthood, still to come, Eric P. Nelson. Oh, I recorded yeah, an update. There's some music and locals info to update folks on. But right now, we're going to talk film with your, your black, bold, and brilliant collaborators. And I thought we could start with a little Satchmo trailer first. To okay, yeah, let's get, get open it away. Yeah. of what you'll be talking about and why. So here's a little Satchmo trailer, courtesy of Utah Film Center. This is Louis Satchmo Armstrong, and I know Sharon's a good girl. She better be. You, Sharon? You better be a very good girl. <laughs> I'm the only child Louis Armstrong ever had. He knew it, my mother knew it, and I know it too. Tell Sharon she is the most blessed child in the world. The only thing she will probably miss is the lovely, juicy kisses she gives to her daddy Satchmo. Why, it's Louis Armstrong. Who else? But I want to know uh, how you're feeling and coming home soon. I sure would be glad to see you in the little chamber. Publicly fawning over a child fathered with his mistress wasn't exactly an option for Louis Armstrong. He always wanted to be a father, but we had to keep it all secret. Had to keep it all secret. Had to keep it all secret, huh? So Streets is watching, little Satchimo. Black, Bold, and Brilliant. Rashawn, remind folks what this is all about. So Black, Bold, and Brilliant is really an opportunity for us to to peel back the curtain and, and just have start conversation and dialogue 
about part some of the African diaspora and some like through the lens of music, television, movies, and and that's you know and that's what we've been about. It's and it's been uh it's been fun. I've only been on a program what it's a second year, third year is it three two for me, two. Asia Washington. Asia, Russia, Russia. Asia how long you been on? Russ, how long you been on? Ooh. I've been on since the beginning. The yes. inception? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got Mama Asia over okay. there. <laughs> it was starting pre-COVID when we were going to do um, mm-hmm. something jams at the at the Cinema Jams. Cinema Jam. At the Marmalade. Marmalade oh, Library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Black, Bold, and Brilliant. And it was able to go through COVID because of Zoom. And so yes. you have an interesting uh, kind of program this time. Yeah. I don't know who wants to explain that. Russell? Yeah, sure. I'll take it. So, um, you know, Black, Bold, and Brilliant has kind of got these different phases as we move through talking about what happens in the community. But what we're doing this time around is uh, we're doing films and Q&As afterwards. So we actually have the film that we'll be showing at the City Library, the Nancy Tessman Auditorium. And then afterwards, we'll have a Q&A with Sharon Prestafolta herself Go ahead. and the director, John Alexander. So an opportunity to really kind of explore, you know, the point of view from creatives that are actually, you know, out there making these feature length films and really talk to them and just kind of celebrate Black History Month through having that conversation. So this is February 1st. You're going to screen the film and do the Q&A? Absolutely. And then you're still going to have it virtually available for other folks. That's correct. Starting this second day, so it'll be February 1st, it's the in-person. And then February 2nd, we'll have it online for about six days. That's pretty good. And this film is intriguing. It's, uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, I'm, I'm excited to have other people watch it. Because I, you know, you heard in the intro before, I have thoughts. I, you know, I... About musicians? All, I, about musicians, <laughs> about Rolling Stones. When you, I mean, when you are touring the world and you are world-renowned, you are arguably the one of the premier jazz musicians, and that, this is not just Louis Armstrong, this is my belief in general, mm-hmm. but, and it's just a, it's an interesting dynamic, and I think this story in particular is that it's unspoken, you know, that, so that's one of the things, imagine growing up and, and having this secret that you can't really share it with the world, so that's, uh, that's an interesting, mm-hmm. interesting take. Well, and, and, having the opportunity to frame the conversation mm-hmm. as black, bold, and brilliant Asia. Yeah, this movie was really deep. And I think, like like Rashawn said, we are peeling back the curtain in some ways. And I think maybe this film will help us peel back the curtain of like kind of celebrity or these people we ha- hold in high mm-hmm. esteem who are really just human beings like the rest of us, yeah. <laughs> just as flawed and with their own secrets. And so... I think, uh, you know, that's going to be a big part of the discussion that comes from this film. Um, and I think that's what I'm most excited about. <laughs> yeah. The the conversation about fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really interesting in terms of the, the filmmaking technique that I'm kind of curious what you all think about. She's got tapes. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. her saying my mom thinks that he's my father. She's got tapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got endless amounts of audio tapes and letters and photographs. Um, sadly, no photographs with her and Louis Armstrong together, which mm-hmm. is a point in the movie. There's all these photos of him and all these other children, but there's no photos of him as the father and her as the daughter. Yeah. So she has to imagine those sorts of things. But yeah, there's just all of this firsthand archival um, uh, information that she has, this audio tapes and letters and all this stuff. It's really great. So what about Black, Bold, and Brilliant do you want people to know as a community event? 
because I think we still get people who think, oh, it's just for the black folk in our community to get together <laughs> and have some fun. It's not. It's a larger conversation mm-hmm. you're all trying to spark. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, you know, we were joking off air. If, if we were waiting for just black people, <laughs> you know, there might be like seven of us in the audience. Right. But, yeah, this is an opportunity for everybody because this is – I mean, everyone loves Louis Armstrong. Like, let's just call that. You know, one well, his hello. musician. Yeah, I mean, hello, Dolly. I mean, you can you hear know, I think. I, and by the way, I think I nailed it. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, but but yeah, it, it's just you know, it, it we it, it really causes you to think like, are these musicians are or should we be holding these people on pedestals because they are they are just humans and they are one very gifted people. But yeah. when it's all said and done. They are flawed like the rest of us. And so it's, for me, it's it's kind of, I, I'm excited for other people to see this movie because this is an opportunity, like everything going on with, you know, fatherlessness and things of that nature that we see in all communities. It seems to get pointed out a lot more disproportionately yeah. oh, uh, in the black yeah, community. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that, I mean, honestly, it, you would think that the, the terms black and fatherless are synonymous and they're not. But but it's really it, it's unfortunate because there there's an opportunity here to to see a lot more of what's going on and and just you know how it relates to us and how it relates to today and I and I think that's what I really love about being a part of Black Bold and Brilliant is it's a chance to like look at this movie but then talk about how these issues are still relevant in today's times even though this is a movie that was focused on what sixty plus years ago. So people mm-hmm. need to reserve a seat. It doesn't cost you anything, but you want to know how many folks are coming. Mm-hmm. Maybe put out a vegetable platter or something, Russell. <laughs> oh, what? Russ, you got veggies? Oh, no, you know. sugar. No, oh, no sugar. sugar. No sugar. No sugar. There will be that. no yeah. eggs. That will be, that will be February 1st. And no booze. Yeah. <laughs> so how do people uh, catch up with Black, Bold, and Brilliant? Uh, you can follow us on uh, all of our exploits on yep. utahfilmcenter.org. And then you also can uh, catch us on Instagram at, at Black Bold Brilliant SLC. That's fantastic. Asia, I'm kind of curious because I'm a daddy's girl. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's one of the things I want to watch this film like from that perspective. To have a daddy that you can't run up to and say daddy mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily have that experience of being yeah. able to like, run to my father, yeah. but I, I really felt for her in this film yeah. that not only did he have to keep this secret, but then eventually she realized she was the secret, yep. and that was a whole oh other... My. Yeah, the coming <laughs> light. dawn on you yes. and that transition from young adult, adulthood to... And she's still a child when she finds out that like she's a secret then. via national television. Yes, yep. that's how she found out. That's how yeah, she that's found how she out. found out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. again, this is February first, but there's some other events coming up too. What do you got on tap for Black Bold and Brilliant down uh, the road? Yeah, so uh, so March first, March first, we have with it's a uh, Black and Latino. So we are doing the movie is called Beba, mm-hmm. and that's a coming of age documentary and that will be so if you if you don't know we are doing a lot of our films at the downtown library mm-hmm. so that's we have a nice little partnership going on there and that's for women's history month that's right? for women's history okay. month yep and then for earth month uh, we have on april 6th we are doing the film where is it let me find it the sacrifice, sacrifice. Zone. oh this is it. thank you <laughs> 
That sounds that sounds ominous. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> but again, February first, mm-hmm. seven PM, right? Mm-hmm. At the Nancy Tasman Auditorium at the downtown city library, two ten yes. East four hundred South. Mm-hmm. And they now have two hour parking that doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. That's that is true. Nice. You can val you can validate your parking before mm-hmm. or after the film. Yeah. And again, you're going to be screening the film mm-hmm. and then Q and A with the film director and one of the subjects, right? Yes, uh, for Little Satchmo, it's the director, John Alexander, mm-hmm. and then Louis Armstrong's daughter, Sharon Preston Folta. Are they going to be here or on Zoom? They'll be here on Zoom. Okay, so that's all happening. We'll check the show notes, and uh, we'll re- remind you, too, as the date draws closer. But thank you so much for coming down and giving us a preview. Thank you. It's Absolutely. Fantastic. Always a pleasure. All right. Time, Always a pleasure, y'all. Time for a little Sundance information. Sundance and 60 correspondent Eric P. Nelson is with us from the Radioactive Sundance team. So, some news to update folks about music and locals. Yep. Let's start with music. Let's start with music. Uh, They they usually have, throughout the whole festival, the ASCAP Music Cafe. Uh, This year, they're just doing a a one-day thing. Uh, It is going to be January 20th. That is this Friday uh, from 2 to 5 at the park uh, in Park City. And uh, the big name is Amigo the Devil. Um, And then the other one is they're rescreening the movie Slam. So Slam Poet, uh, Mm -hmm. Saul Williams. If you know any Slam Poets, you know Saul Williams. Um, So he's going to be there as well um, with a couple other folks. But it's just a one-day, three-hour thing. I feel like they're still nervous about gathering in public. Big time. Big time. (laughs) So it's like, we'll just do a, we'll do a short thing this time. Yeah, short. Okay. So that's again Friday. What time again? Friday from 2 to 5 at the park up in Park City. And the park is a park or is it? I can't it, remember. It is a place. It's a it, place. It, uh, 950 <laughs> Iron Horse Drive. Thank yeah. you for clarifying. I'm sure other people are like, okay, which is that? I haven't been up there in a while. Which park is that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, local stuff. They try to do special things for us that reside here. Yep. And, and they do throughout the year. And I, I was kind of waiting for this because they always do it. And it just got posted recently. But the local lens program, um, the screenings here in Salt Lake are two great ones that we're looking forward to the the little richard documentary and then the uh the one in the kids um section that actually sounds fantastic it's aliens abducted my parents and now i feel kind of left out shot here in utah here in utah directed here in utah directors um, from utah from utah um and then there'll be best of fest um that won't be announced until the 27th so okay. i have to kind of keep an eye on that and then there will be also a an online screening okay. and these are all no ticket necessary but you have to reserve your ticket so you don't need a ticket but you got to reserve a seat okay it's kind of a ticket how do folks do this so uh the biggest thing is go to festival.sundance.org and create your account mm-hmm. and once you create your account then it's just um go to the tickets um go to ticket packages and you go to single film ticket and it's on there just find the date and the screening that you want and when you put in your zip code it will magically be on the house it'll be on the house and populated okay sundance in 60 happening when on our airwaves we'll be starting i think on a thursday so i'll okay. just kind of keep you up to date on what's going on what to see what things are sold and uh, anything else interesting sundance related thank you eric p nelson you're very welcome and check our sundance coverage online at krcl.org and we've bopped we've popped out the sundance tab 
And Rashawn, what are you what are you gonna go see? I, I'm excited. I got a bunch. I got a um the one I'm really excited about is the Nikki Giovanni. Oh yeah. Nikki Giovanni movie. I'm definitely seeing uh Judy Bloom, Little Richard, uh, yeah, like Indigo stuff. Girls. We did a preview show on last week's Roundtable Tuesday that's up online at carecl.org. Click on Community Affairs, you'll see the Radioactive tab, and we got SoundCloud files up there. But you also can hear it for another week on demand under the Programs tab. You'll find it right there. Okay, so Rashawn, Annabelle Scheinberg is here from Planned Parenthood Action Council of Utah. How are you? Good. Remind us and our listeners about the Action Council and how it differs from the other Planned Parenthood Association of Utah and its work. Absolutely. So the Action Council is our social welfare organization, also known as our advocacy arm. And we work on policy, we work on engagement, and we do endorsements for political candidates as well. So you've got digital advocacy every Wednesday night during the legislative session. So starting tomorrow night? Starting tomorrow night will be, you can take action from your bed, your living room chair, your... Uh, you know, with friends and family, but you don't have to leave your home if you don't want to. And in that regard, before we get to the zine, the zine launch, mm-hmm. Sean, there is an action alert, right? There is. So what is going on on day one? Already? Of oh, my gosh. <laughs> Didn't wait long to start attacking the uh, injunction that we secured back in July with Judge Andrew Stone in 3rd District Court. And so This is all about Roe v. Wade and access mm-hmm. to abortion. So, yes, to set the stage, this is the first legislative session post-Roe. Oh. And so we knew we were going into uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. And late December, <clears throat> very late, right before New Year's weekend, uh, Representative Brady Brammer uh, released a bill called House Joint Resolution 2. And that really changes uh, some things about how injunctions um, are issued and aligns our policy with the federal government rather than the state. Well, and I was saying to Annabelle, this is a resolution. Those don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Not true. Yeah. In this case, uh, the legislature can amend civil procedure, which are the rules that govern courts. And they all they have to do is get a two-thirds. Well, it's not. It's, it's significant. They have to achieve a two-thirds majority vote in both chambers does not need the governor's signature and it can go into effect immediately and so what would this do it would do it would retroactively do some things right sure it could retroactively uh, overturn an injunction like ours in the abortion case where we it was decided um, on a certain standard of evidence okay so this is again what's it called hjr hjr2 and it's being heard tomorrow for the first time in the house judiciary committee at 2 p.m. And so if you are an attorney, if you're a litigator, if you're someone who cares about abortion access, you know, this is changing the rules of the game in order to win. Uh, that's what this feels like to us, and we want to activate our hive. I was reading a story about super majorities, uh, you know, states that have super red majorities, and there are super states that have super blue majorities, yep. but this one was about Tennessee in particular and how they carved up Nashville. I'm like, wait, that sounds like Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah, City. a little gerrymandering, oh, a little gerrymandering on top. Uh, to secure minority rule, in essence. Um, and there's a whole other conversation we can have about that. So, folks, I'll put the article that I'm talking about in tonight's show notes, and I'll also put a link to HJR2 so you can follow up on it. But uh, one of the things folks can help the Planned Parenthood Action Council of Utah with is the launch of a new zine, Say Abortion. So this is also an annual thing you do to shine light on the Roe v. Wade 
anniversary first year without Roe. Yes, lots going on, Laura. Uh-huh. So this weekend would have been the 50th anniversary, is the 50th yep. anniversary of Roe v. Wade, right? But it's no longer the law, First the land, that, right? right? And yeah. that is what established the constitutional right to abortion. So Planned Parenthood's uh, PPAC team has been working really hard to uh, center the Utahns, center Utahns who've had abortions, and also to give their stories a, a space and to give people a space to attend a workshop with other folks who've had abortions, learn how to tell their story. Um, and so we're releasing a zine, which is an on a self-published mm-hmm. magazine. A lot of people don't know what a zine is, we found out in this process. And so it's got 12 stories. Um, and during the release party, we're going to be making care kits for folks who are getting abortion care in our community. We're also going to be tuning into a webinar that the League of Women Voters is having that starts at 6 p.m. And they are featuring researcher Diana Green Foster. She's the author of the Turnaway Study, which is also about the cost of denying women access to abortion. And she's a just incredible scholar who's really contributed new ways of looking at abortion access. We're so excited about all of this. As well, you should as well. So I guess my first question is, what are what are you hoping to get out of a zine? Because it like you know a lot of us growing up, uh, you know, back east and the punk rock movement, we know zines. Like this is you know someone's sitting there just drawing and going away and getting ready to create. So what are what are you hoping to get? Something that's so interesting is it's very generational. If you're under a certain age, you're not sure what a zine is. If you're over a certain age, you're not sure what a zine is. Um, what we're hoping to create again is some. Um, some voice, some space, some community, and some connection for people. And uh, we have done a number of things with abortion stories this year, and the zine seems like something that can live on online, mm-hmm. and it will. It will be on our Instagram link tree and other places online. It, we are hoping also to have a point of connection for folks who maybe have never shared their story with anyone. Yeah. And for policymakers. It might destigmatize it. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm hoping. And maybe even people who make decisions and think they know what's yeah. right for us to actually have a place where they could quietly go and read someone's story and open up to another person's experience. So then the zine will be available where? Well, as I said, it will be online on mm-hmm. our link tree. We'll be um, taking, we'll be selling or actually asking for donations for the zines at the party, uh, zine party, and that will be on Thursday from 4:30 to 7 at 4:30 to 7:30 at Public Coffee on West Temple. So they can come on down and get a zine. Um, and then we'll have them. Hopefully we'll be able to give them out at various community events. Is it a drop-in event or do I need to secure a ticket? There is an online registration link. Um, we'd love for people to register. They can go to ppacutah.org and find the event. Um, I'll give you the link to post after. Uh, they can also just come and we'll have a registration option at the door. So I'm, I, I just I feel like I got to take a moment of silence almost for this first year without Roe. And what also this date means uh, in terms of anniversary is a little closer in terms of the march, the Women's March on Washington, the marches we've had locally. And to keep shouting this out is so important, Annabelle. What have you been hearing in your social circle, in your activist circle, about this issue and their hopes or fears, given how the Utah legislature has historically acted, this uh, House Joint Resolution 2 that you just talked about? 
Well, I think there is a lot of concern uh, from people who can get pregnant and from people who could be involved in a pregnancy, right? We're hearing from young people and also all people who can get pregnant that will they get health care if they have a complication? Should they consider a sterilization procedure because they're so concerned about the consequences and now that the game has really changed. So we're hearing that. We're hearing, you know, we've experienced a full range of emotions this year, right? From rage to sadness to grief to all of it, right? And so um, what we know from all this is that anger is not sustainable, but hope is. And hope is not just something to put out there, but hope is every single act act of resistance that everyone participates in, whether that's attending a storyteller workshop, showing up to be part of a committee hearing, standing in solidarity with transgender people who are having their health care threatened, right? Because ultimately this is about our bodies, you know, our bodies and our decisions and our lives. And so um, I think, you know, what we have learned is that the struggle and the continued um, path toward freedom is one we need to walk together. And we need to walk it by linking arms, right? Because we all know that bans impact people differently, right? So people who can't travel to Nevada, it's just not that simple for Mm -hmm. everyone. And what we need to do is really recognize the injustice of this act. Mm. And we need to stand with people. Been hearing from my partners in RIMCOR, the Rocky Mountain Community Radio Coalition, that uh, Planned Parenthood mobile units on the border with Colorado have been receiving a lot of uh, contact from, from Utahns because, you know, that's closer for some Utahns yeah. and others. And so it's going to be interesting to see what this legislature does. And this is why you can't just pay attention every four, every two years. Mm-hmm. It's part of a long view of your participation in the community if this is something you su- support or don't support, depending on where you fall on the issue. Uh, see, uh, you wanted a moment uh, of silence there, too. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm, I have decided not to move away from rage. You know, I'm going to hang out here because I, I have a lot of words just coming uh-huh. that, that can't be said because of FCC. <laughs> Don't swear. But, but we all know that yeah. if it was men having babies, we wouldn't even be, be having sacrament. this. This is, this is you know, and, and then it, it just, what year is it, Laura? I mean, I we've already gone through women's liberation. We And have here we? we are. And exactly. <laughs> Annabelle, we, we thought we? <laughs> I thought we have, but now what? And then on the House, they're voting on what women should wear when they're, mm-hmm. so it's, Oh, was it's, that Missouri? Yeah, Missouri. Oh, so it's Missouri. really ridiculous that that as men we feel that we can mansplain our way uh, mm-hmm. around a woman's body. Well, and then to have my body, my choice co-opted. Oh my God! By, by the don't want to wear don't want to wear masks or or get vaccinated. The hypocrisy just doesn't know when to stop, Laura. Well, that's the thing about hypocrisy. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Ain't it I the can truth? I can shout out my righteous indignation on this issue, and then. I'm going to be a hypocrite on something else, right? Yeah. So that's that 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 rage to hope, right? Mm-hmm. And how to maintain uh, engagement on issues as opposed to just withdrawing. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and and then also engaging the folks I disagree with, I think, is the hardest thing in the zine that you can just have. Oh, do mm-hmm. you want to talk about my zine? Mm-hmm. Let's let's take a look at this yeah. together. Uh, becomes an opportunity for conversation. So, Annabelle, thank you so much. What's the website, again, where folks can find all the details on everything we talked about? Sure. They can go to ppacutah.org. And I think if I could just take one second to say thank you for having me. And also thank you to all the storytellers and the incredible PPAC staff who have been working to engage people and give people ways to 
be meaningfully involved in this tough moment. Yeah. And know you're not alone. Yeah. No. Well, we will put all that in the show notes tonight so folks you can catch up with it. When we come back, it's the is we're going to start planning for cuz I still got peanut butter cookies. Uh, yeah, you know? I got I, I should have brought you some. I'm sorry. Uh, it's all good. Uh for the sugar-free February challenge with Dr. Mike Jaffe. So, uh, let's have some good times while we can. <laughs> A little jungle on KRCL. <laughs> Koi Studio is an in-house, sustainable cut-and-sew studio at Clever Octopus that utilizes reclaimed textiles to create one-of-a-kind tote bags, fanny packs, dop kits, dog bandanas, dog toys, and more. All was available at Clever Octopus, 2250 Southwest Temple in Salt Lake, and online at cleveroctopus.org slash COI studio. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru and the Subaru Share the Love event, a partnership with local charities in delivering hope this holiday season. Learn more and info on how to get involved at markmillersubaru.com. Welcome back to Radioactive's Roundtable Tuesday. Coming up, we have Democracy Now! at 7 with Amy Goodman, Connor in a Late Night Lowdown at 8 p.m., Super Sounds with Chovy at 10.30 and wrap it all around with John Florence starts a brand new day at 6 a.m. But now, now, Laura, it's we got to get ready? into, I guess, our, our resolutions. <laughs> uh, you know, I normally don't make them. Well, I don't, I'm not looking at this as a resolution because right, I, like I, I, those never, yeah. those never work for me. But February is the shortest month. And for the last couple of years, Radioactive has done the Sugar Free Challenge. Dr. Mike Jaffe being our guide, he's back for another year. And, uh, I want to break down what is sugar, why is it good or bad or indifferent, mm-hmm. what are its different sources. I mean, I think we think about it or think we know this, but it creeps into all our prepared foods, our boxed foods. Who knows how much sugar they're putting in at the restaurant, too? It's so not an like accident, it. Laura. When you turn that <laughs> box around, they purposely don't tell yeah. you the daily yeah. daily dosages and things like that. They're they, supposed to. Yeah, they know what they're, they're doing. They're supposed to on they there, but, doing. you know, if, what's the old saying? If you can't pronounce it. Don't eat it. Don't eat it because it's not really food. So there's all this playing into it. But uh, let's uh, reacquaint our listeners with Dr. Mike Jaffe. Hi. Hello. Thanks for coming back. My pleasure. So we got we got a whole 25 minutes to talk about sugar-free February, but I wanted folks to know a little bit more about you and what you're doing these days. What kind of doctor are you I again? am a physical medicine rehabilitation doctor, mm-hmm. so I specialize in musculoskeletal conditions such as spine issues, back pain, neck pain, sciatica, nerve pain, degenerative arthritis, tendonitis, nerve injuries. So if it hurts and it's not an organ, I'm your man. And also, full disclosure, you are the husband of Eugenie. The daytime radio host. There we go. So that's all out of the way. Um, So in your line of work, how much does the conversation about sugar come up? Because a lot of folks who are rehabbing from injuries, the older we get, the heavier we get, Mm -hmm. and what we eat is part of that conversation about rehabbing. I'm talking about nutrition every day. Uh, particularly in January, when the challenge mm-hmm. is amongst us for sugar-free February. Mm-hmm. I need to bring it up to all my patients. And it's kind of cool because I'm talking to them for the third, fourth, fifth year in a row uh-huh. about their weight issues or yeah. their nutrition issues. So nutrition, what is sugar? Yeah, what is? Because we know it's addictive. Well, sugar, I'll do my best. Table sugar is what? Sucrose and glucose. Mm-hmm. And fruit is fructose and glucose. Uh, 
you know, fructose All the is, is, ma- yeah, is made up of these things. So it's, it's usually a single molecule of glucose or combined with another. And then, um, and then you've got, you know, high fructose corn syrup, which they've increased the fructose amount, which is sweeter than glucose. Mm-hmm. So like high fructose corn syrup is 55% fructose. Oh, man. I yeah, love my Rice Krispie squares. That's, that's all full of that stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, high fructose corn syrup was developed in 1975. So all this stuff has been added, well, within my lifetime, yeah. you all... Maybe within your lifetimes. Yep. Yeah. I was reading something about, you know, obesity among Americans and how it's gone from maybe 14% to when all this stuff really started flooding our food to over 40%, more than that now. I believe that is mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you think this is all about what is in our food that we don't consciously think about? Absolutely. Okay. And, you know, all the, the other one is like a third of adult Americans are diabetic or pre-diabetic. Mm-hmm. Which more and more kids. Yeah, more. And more and more kids. Okay, so um, when it comes to sugar in our diet, where are we getting it? Well, let's start with how much sugar is in our diet, mm-hmm. right? So the average American is eating 90 grams of sugar a day. Okay, is put that it, okay, in teaspoons. Yeah. Okay. What is that? Well, so I'm filling up my coffee. Is, <laughs> teaspoon is 4.25 grams of sugar a day. Oh, damn. So 90, you're looking at 25 teaspoons of sugar a day. That makes my teeth hurt. You want some coffee with that sugar, <laughs> But we're not just taking a spoon of sugar and eating no, it. No, so. no, no. Actually, the, the, the amount you're probably taking in your sugar and feeding yourself uh-huh. probably isn't that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, the real trouble, it's in all the foods that you eat. Yeah, the boxed foods. Um, some prepare foods at restaurants. Yeah, they're putting anywhere. sugar in their sweeteners. Well, what do they say? They, they, the old adage is you stay out. You, you walk the perimeter of the grocery store. You stay out in the middle if you really want to be healthy. That's very <laughs> That's right. true. That's right. I mean, you I'm go down, select rows. Okay. Um, but in terms of where you find it, about half of it's in beverages. So... Pop and juice. I'm doing better at giving that. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a water guy over here, Laura. And, you know, anything else with sweetener, I guess now we have the energy, quote-unquote, energy it, drinks. Yeah. Uh, those just terrify me with how much caffeine and sugar and other things they have in them. But you said you're doing okay on the soda pop. Yeah, I'm a, what I, about I don't your drink, alcohol I don't drink, I don't drink uh, soda. The thing is, and I thought I was doing better, I don't drink a lot of beer. Uh, Joe and I have been doing really well. It, it, like when COVID first kicked off, we were a hot mess, yeah. at, like everybody. But then we we're like, you know, this is crazy. So we uh-huh. we really like just stopped, like not cold turkey, but like, oh, if I'm doing something, then you know, we'll have yeah. a beer. But then I stopped drinking beer and I switched over to fizzies, the like little. And I don't think those are. I you know you know how I know I went out not too long ago, and I only drank fizzies and I woke up with a raging headache and really? it's and i and i looked and it was all sugar it was all sugar all oh, sugar really? yeah i've only bought the sugar-free yeah, ones yeah and see i need to go i need to follow your uh, it was not sugar-free mike it was very you could taste it okay. sugar will give you a hangover yeah. no doubt yeah. so we're getting it in our prepared foods mm-hmm. uh you know our hamburger helper and things like that right and our, our cereal oh cereal is terrible okay well, riddle me this doc fruit as a source of natural sugar. Like Fruit Loops? Yeah, or you no, mean like no, Fruit Fruit? No, no, no. Okay, sorry. I just had to ask. Talk to your kids about that. They can still have their Fruit Loops. They're young and active. 
<laughs> but like I had some fruit with some some breakfast that I had this morning. I had raspberries, I had blueberries, I had strawberries, and there were bananas in that little fruit cup. Awesome. Raw. Yeah. Fruit is fruit's fine. The mm-hmm. the trouble with sugar is the faster it hits into your system mm-hmm. metabolically, yeah. the more adverse reactions you have. What's happening in my body when I have all that sugar? <sighs> When you have sugar, like the good, is that so? Let me ask: Is that good sugar? The fruits that she's talking about? Yes, okay. they're fantastic. There they come with sugars? fiber. They come with fiber, <laughs> and true. they have nutrients the in nutrients. it. Have, they have phytonutrients in it. So lots of wonderful things okay. in your breakfast fruit. All right. And in no way do I want you to cut down on fruit. I don't want. Some fruits are yeah. better than others, though, right? In terms of their sugar content. Let's just go with they're all good. Okay, yes. we're going to go with that. Yes. Yes. They're fruits. all good. There is fruits. no restrictions on fruit. But five bananas a day, probably not. <laughs> well, if you ate five bananas a day, uh-huh. you'd be full. That's true. Yeah, that is true. So you wouldn't actually, you can mm. eat five bananas a day. And Please. no no cramps because of calcium, right? Or potassium. Getting more potassium. Yeah. Well, it's actually cramp. not that good of a source of potassium. Uh, but that pickles, is the most common yeah. logic about bananas. Okay. So um, in my body, I have, what did you say the average American's getting? Like 90. 90. 90 grams, grams which is good. Sure. It's down from 105. Okay. We're making moves. <laughs> grams a day. But again, you said that's like 20 teaspoons or something? It's 25. 25 teaspoons. And I meant, I'll bring in a pound of sugar. Okay. Oh. So what does that add up to over yeah. the course yeah. of a year? Uh-huh. How oh. many pounds of sugar do you think that adds up oh to? Do the math for me, Doc. I'm already in pain. 90. 75 pounds oh. of sugar a year per average American. <sighs> 75 pounds. So oh, that I think you buy terrible. one pound bags, yeah. right? That's pretty big. 75 of those. 75 of those. By and the time like, the year's over. How do I eat? Wait, I eat a, I eat a pound of sugar every three to four days? That's oh. insane. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. But so wow, that's why we got to address the problem. Okay, because the faster you eat the sugar, the wor- the the faster the sugar hits you, the worse it is for you. Mm-hmm. It causes inflammation. It causes fat deposits. Causes triglycerides to go up. Essentially, it causes high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. It causes diabetes. It causes metabolic syndrome. It I causes know. early death. Yeah. Jesus. I know when I have, like, you know. You can feel it. The cookies, cakes, pies, For brownies. Dinner? When I, the, the, I get the sugar head. Oh, yeah. It's too much. It's too much. And it's surging through my system. It's less noticeable for me in the shortcuts that I take to prepare a meal uh, by using some, you know, some kitchen hacks. Uh, I'd like to hear these kitchen <laughs> hacks, and I know our listeners would too. Well, you know, like if you're making a cake or using your hamburger helper or, oh, or, yeah, or yeah. boxed pasta. Oh, I see, I see, yeah. Stuff like that. It that sneaks, makes sense. It sneaks into those foods, and you're not aware of it unless you're really a label reader. Mm-hmm. And so trying to cut it back, um, it can be hard. Plus, um, what is the age-old chestnut that it's more addictive than heroin? I don't know if that stu- has stood the test of time, but I remember being told that a lot in the I'll, early 90s. I'll tell you what. I live around the corner from a Sev. and when from I'm a swig? Have you seen the lines oh, of a the swig? Oh, the swigs are ridiculous. <laughs> but for a while, I was like a gummy bear junkie, Laura. Oh, and it, Yeah, and it was – and I would – even – like I haven't had gummy bears in I don't know how long. But when I'd have a couple, I know I'm like all of a sudden – I'm just jonesing for it like the next couple days. Yeah. And so I, you know, I don't know. I've never done heroin, but I'll tell you what, that sugar, that, that addiction and that crave is no joke. Yeah. Yeah. The, when you eat something sweet, you do get a dopamine response. You do trigger that. So that dopamine is, is the stuff that makes you feel good. Yeah, dopamine is what makes you feel good. And then if you eat a lot of it, 
the dopamine receptors are downregulated, mm-hmm. so you need more to get the same hit. So it's exactly like an opioid. Yeah. It's exactly like nicotine. And when you stop it, you have cravings and withdrawal. I'm already having them. <laughs> Just thinking about, I, I, I was trying to cut back, cut back, and then this last weekend, I'm like, I got to get all the sugar in before Dr. Jaffe gets here. <laughs> Forgetting the challenge starts February 1st. <laughs> so I started cooking all the stuff I had to get rid of. It's oh. good to get rid of it. It's really hard to find the sugars. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. it's obvious that it's in your desserts mm. and your cakes yeah, yeah. and your sweets. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, as you go through each label, which you have to read, and the line item you're looking for, you don't have to read what's exactly in it, but added sugars in grams. Because there's sugars and then there's added, added sugars. sugars. Like, I keep yeah. trying to find a yogurt I can reliably pick up because there's sugar and then there's like 26 mm-hmm. grams of sugar. I mean, it's like an intense oh, amount yeah. of yeah, sugar, sugar in less than a cup. Five serving. teaspoons, you just said. Yeah. I know. So it has to be plain yogurt or Greek yogurt or Greek yogurt, yeah, Greek yogurt. Mm-hmm. or Get rid of yogurt because, yeah. you know. You don't like yogurt? You're vegan too, right? I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm almost vegan. I'm almost vegan-ish, vegan-ish, right? Vegan-ish. Um, some fish but, every now you know, and then, some eggs. High-fat so dairy. Vegan-ish, is that like, is that like how George Santos is <laughs> Jew-ish? Yes. <laughs> Way to take a political turn there. That went radically right. <laughs> um, the The... High fat dairy is associated with early death. Oh wow! See, yeah. I you love know, I love cheese. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Cheese, we I love, love I... cheese. Wait, but we got addiction issues, right? Yeah. Cheese yeah. doesn't love you. It doesn't love no. me. It manipulates you by having the consistency that you like, uh-huh. by having immediate satisfaction. That mouth that flavor, mel- that melty goodness, yeah. and then all it's doing inside of you is vascular disease. And cancer. You're ruining all my favorite. Oh my, come on. I, I'm not going to ruin your favorite foods. I'm going to transition okay. your okay. favorite right. foods. I like that. I like that. another source of sugar I just thought about because I actually had a, a coffee drink today. And okay. it's the alternatives, the milk alternatives, the oat milk, the oh, yeah, soy, yeah. the mm. coconut milk. There's a lot of sugar in these milk substitutes. Absolutely. You have to look for the unsweetened. Yeah, and we you do can unsweetened. find unsweetened yep. soy and unsweetened Almond, almond milk. Yeah, we do the unsweetened. And even unsweetened hemp. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to advocate for the for the soy and the hemp. Where do you get your hemp milk, Doc? Natural grocers. Okay. Oh, all right. I like natural grocers. I don't right. actually get it anymore since I have a teenager in the house, and I'm trying to set a good example about avoiding things that uh-huh. might be construed as I gotcha. see. Oh, yeah. Inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're talking about the sugar-free February challenge. They're radioactive. Roundtable Tuesday. Rashawn and we're me. We're doing Laura, it. We're, we're doing do it. it. And we want you along for the ride, so be sure to reach out. Radioactive at krcl.org. Find radio, KRCL Radio on all the socials. And be telling us what your challenges are, what your questions are for the doc, because he's going to come back, and we're going to put some questions to him. But uh, um, how do you transition? Because you have already done this. And you've got teenagers. I imagine teenagers like, I'm sneaking oh, the Twinkies, no the Ding Dongs, yeah. and Dad's not around. Right. The kids are not on sugar-free February. Eugenie and I are on sugar-free February. <laughs> All right. Good I, job, I'm Eugenie. I'm not perfect. Yes. I have relapsed yes. since oh, okay. Thanksgiving time uh-huh. when family came around. Oh, and yeah. I've not been completely off sugar. Yeah. So I am looking forward to my annual rejuvenation. There we, there go. we go. So what can we expect to happen to our bodies, though, if we yeah, go cold that's turkey versus, a, versus a, a step down? Am I getting back in my high school jeans, Mike? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah. 
You know what? You're, you're going to lose, if you really do it and you've been eating sugar like an average American, you're going to lose like six pounds in a month. Okay, let's you go. Know? And it's going to go fast and it's going to go easy. So, you know, th- there, there's things you lose and there's things you gain, right? Okay. There's a lot that you gain, right? Um, so, again, first of all, it's getting rid of sweets. Then it's going through all your food sources, looking for the added sugar and trying to eliminate them or minimize them. Like if you eat cereals for breakfast, you really got to go out of your way to find um, old-fashioned Cheerios or some muesli that's unsweetened. Do you know how much sugar what? I put on that when I do that? I yeah, well, you're going to do nuts because you're going to add in. You're going to take those berries. Yeah, and I you're do gonna bananas. Put them in. Bananas? Yeah. Well, I, I'm a big – I love my raisin bran. But yeah, I don't, it's I off. Think it's gone. You can't do it. Raisin grain has sugar added. I mean, yeah. huge amounts added. Uh, God damn it. On That's top of the raisins. So good. But raisins on. are already you sweet. Could, you could go find some, probably some bulk flakes at your health food store that have no added sugar if you really look Throw hard. Some raisins so, on it. But it's going to be hard. Like, at, and maybe you should be eating vegetables. Yeah. For, for breakfast, breakfast. Like, what okay. do we, or what do we do to replace all that sugar green smoothies okay. is okay. what we're gonna do all for right breakfast. green smooth- smoothie recipe number one from I, dr mike G. i have oh. this weird feeling though mike i use premier premier protein and i'm yeah. pretty sure it's sugar it's yeah. sugar heavy so don't add protein okay okay so that's a little separate but we get enough protein from the foods we eat mm-hmm. as long as we're not eating processed foods there's there's you know, no protein deficiency in the United States. <laughs> there is side. zero, right? Chickpeas, more protein than a steak, apparently. Yeah. Beans, vegetables, mushrooms, Legumes, even huh? some in fruit. It's everywhere. We don't have to go out of the way. I mean, the the U.S. recommendations is a half gram of protein a day per kilo. So if you're 150 pounds, you need 35 grams of protein a day. And the new research shows that's an overestimate of how much you need. Oh, wow. So, you know, I think if you eat a meal with beans or a meal with vegetables, like you just start adding it up. You had soy milk, seven or eight grams per serving of protein. Like you've you've got half your day's protein. All right. Let's do the smoothie number one to well, get people thinking. Smoothie, green smoothie is first a concept, right? The concept is we're trying to maximize our nutrition. So we take greens, and we want that to hold 75%. Iceberg lettuce? <laughs> not iceberg lettuce. We are spinach. Going, we're going spinach? Kale? We're, going, we're trying to get to the cruciferous vegetables. Right. So that's the kale, the chard. Spinach is fine, but you don't want only he, he spinach. You don't like spinach, Laura. You don't like spinach. Oh, I do like spinach. I just, I, you know, the cruciferous, yeah. the, the, the cauliflower. Yeah. The crunchy oh, kale. I do love me some cauliflower. Crunchy kale. And so those are really right. where the nutrition is packed in there. Okay. And I'm going to highly recommend that if you do this, you're eating a lot of greens, you should be buying organic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you can buy an organic power greens at the supermarket, at Costco. Big bag at Costco, I think it's pound and a half, two pounds. So that should last you, you're really going all in four or five days. It's 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's like half your meal, mm-hmm. 10 bucks, four days. Two and a half bucks a day. Okay. All right, that's not bad at all. And that's a whole lot of greens. Uh-huh. So you, can I do this with frozen vegetables? N- preferably not, but okay. you can. It's better right. than, and you can do it with frozen peas for sure. Yeah, I was thinking peas because peas are high in protein. So you take your container mm-hmm. and you put in the greens. Yeah. And you put in more and yeah. you smush it down. 
and you put in more. What kind of liquid, though? Because it's looking to turn into a mash. I was, was going to ask. We're only going to add water. Water. Oh. And the water goes as high as the greens. Okay. So it's 75% water and greens. Now, the next thing you want to add is your omega-3 source. What's that? Omega-3 is a fatty acid that's mm-hmm. particularly good for you. Um, flax seeds. Oh, yeah, we have flax seeds at home. Flax seeds are tasty and yummy, and they need to be ground fresh to get the omega-3s because oh. otherwise they oxidize and they provide you no benefit. So you need to grind it. You need to grind it. If they're, un- if they're still whole, you don't absorb any of it. Yeah. So it's going to be in your smoothie. You don't mm-hmm. have to grind it in advance, Yeah. but it's going in, in your smoothie. You're going for four tablespoons. Four tablespoons. Four, four ta- tablespoons. tablespoons. Big tea. Yep. So okay. now we're looking at quite a bit of fiber, too. Yeah. That's going to help in the morning. It's going to keep you going. Yeah. Hey, I got it's no problem. I, I'm pretty regular, good Laura. I'm good right there. <laughs> that was Flax there. seed is not your only required <laughs> okay. source. It, you know, I happen to like it better, but chia seeds are high. Mm, okay. Walnuts are high. Oh, we got plenty of walnuts. Yeah. And you don't need a lot. Probably 10 is plenty. Okay. And... You know, hemp seeds probably next on the list yep. there too. Okay. Um, so we got four tablespoons of omega three. We're gonna come back to omega three. Okay. All right. Then you want to add your fruit. All right. You know, and what fruits do you like? Well, I find cherries. What goes good with all the green? Cherries, I bananas. Find, well, bananas I love, and you know, they're sweeter when they're ripe. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Your Berries. We definitely yep. want a berry source. Um, you know, obviously blueberries have yeah. great yeah. reputations, um, but any of them. And mango is oh, just mango. fantastic for neutralizing or augmenting some of those bitters in the greens. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So can I do that frozen? You can definitely do it frozen. All the in fruit fact, frozen? it's okay. so much easier to do mango frozen yeah. than fresh. And it also gives you. Uh, that liquid that you're looking so you can drink it. Yeah. Well, and you're adding the water. I mean, yeah. it's still uh-huh. pretty thick. Uh-huh. You know, mine is pretty thick. And How long does it take you to, I almost said choke this down, but drink this okay. smoothie. <laughs> so, so I want to add. It's four minutes. It, it takes, uh, you, you start drinking it. I'm making 30 ounces. Yeah. Okay. So that's quite a bit. Yeah. That's um, big gulp size. So, but. Right? Yeah, it's ounces. a big gulp size. Yeah. yeah, it's a good, it's, it's. You know, two it's your pints. morning big gulp instead of swinging through swig. I'm drinking two pints of this stuff in the morning. Okay. All right. And it's not finished. Uh-huh. And I might carry it with me for later in the day okay. or save it in the fridge for when I get home from work. There you go. Um, the other things I add, I add cacao, cacao. powder mm-hmm. sometimes, not every time. But cacao, of course, is um, cocoa. Yeah, it's processed, kinda, so it's not perfect. Yeah. But um, it's got caffeine. It's got some flavor. Mm-hmm. And if you sweeten it, with the fruit, it's palatable. Okay. And it's very good for you. I, I don't, how I don't, is that a recommendation? It's I don't like palatable. cacao. I'm not, yeah. yeah. I'm, I don't need, I'm not a caffeine guy. Okay. okay. Another one, a vanilla extract. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ooh, Again, okay. it's processed, that. but it's pretty darn tasty. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have any caffeine. So you could add matcha tea, mm-hmm. which is a green tea that's, y- you put it in whole. Um, again, organic, because again, you're eating the leaf. Um, and you might be having a lot of it. Um, it's less important whether you have organic fruit mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of it's peeled. Mm-hmm. And, True story. You know, I guess if you're having a lot of it, probably good. You know, okay. ra- strawberries, driving by strawberry fields, looking at how much pesticide goes on it. Yeah, yeah. strawberries. Mind-boggling. Right. Yeah, we're not going strawberries. <laughs> um, so I guess 
if you're going to make this regular diet, try for organic. Again, if you buy in bulk, it's inexpensive. This stuff is not much, you know. Um, okay. I'll try to bring you some flax if All I can right. I've got some, I've got some, you know. I got, yeah, we got some, we got a starter. Yeah, I got flaxseed. A surprising source of flaxseed is uh, TJ Maxx in huh. their little food section. TJ Maxx, huh? A surprising huh? source of flaxseed and chia seed. I'm not kidding. Right. Yeah. I think we normally are at Costco. We, we yeah. get our there little bag of it or whatever. It's great. So, yeah. so Hemp hearts. You know, yeah. Yeah, we got you want a high-speed blender if you can do it? Yeah, yep. we got the you ninja. Know. You got the ninja? Yeah. And, or or a big one, and it takes anywhere from forty five seconds to yeah. grind it well enough oh, for the yeah, flax yeah. seeds on a high speed, and, yeah, to like five minutes on my old blender. And then do not sit and watch your kids eat Fruit Loops and Raisin Bran. Oh no, we don't. Need, I don't even bring that in the house anymore. Like yeah. <laughs> so I sit down with that, with for my breakfast, big sixteen ounces of it, and I drink it. I might have a piece of sourdough bread, which has no added sugar. Okay. And you know maybe some various uh, avocado on top of it there you go yeah i do Make like some sourdough all right folks so we're just getting started dr jaffe's going to be back on tuesdays and bringing his smoothie recipes and his alternatives to sugar but can you imagine that we spent 25 minutes and i still want to keep talking i, about I this. do i'm not done so i can't folks, believe that was 25 minutes. i know yeah. right folks we want to hear how you're going to do this with us and if you have some smoothie ideas or sugar substitutes or how Hit do you have up. cut it Cut it down, Rashawn and I. You know, look for us out there on the socials. I'll put it in the show notes. Get too. ready for yeah. sugar-free February. Start talking to your friends and loved ones about it. How do you succeed? What's going to be your Valentine's Day present? Because it's not going to be chocolate. That's I found right. sugar-free dark oh, yeah, fudge at Wheeler Farmers Market. Let's so go. It can be done. And it's all you know, I, dark chocolates. I'll be honest, Laura. I'm I'm over here still mourning cheese. I, <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me. Love too. food that loves you back. Yeah. Cheese doesn't love you. Yeah. Sugar doesn't love you. Processed right. meat doesn't love I've you. I've been trying right to love food really that loves me back. Pay attention to how I feel after I eat food. That I've been I doing that too. No, it's not good for you're me. You're gonna feel great when you give up sugar. You're not gonna be tired it's in the be afternoon. It's gonna hard though. But it's, sugar right. it's gonna be so great when your mouth isn't sour. And you start tasting sweetness in natural occurrings. That's things fair. Like that carrots. is fair. All right. We'll, head, we'll set up a, a hashtag or something. Oh, we need some help, y'all. We need help. <laughs> Rashawn, 10 seconds. Uh, I'm excited. I'm nervous. But we can do this, Laura. We can All do right. this. And, uh, and listeners, I'm, I'm excited to hear you do, join us. Join us. Every one of you, please. Thanks so much, Dr. Jaffe. KRCL, 90.9 FM, HD1 in Salt Lake City, Ogden, and Provo. 96.7 FM in Park City, on the web at krcl.org. Listener-supported community radio.